JJ, you're the godless heretic. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> I am. And the beauty of being a godless heretic is I don't give it. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. All right. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us and help us grow mm-hmm. the podcast. Guess what, guys? It's giveaway time. Yes! Woo! I accept. We are going to announce the winners right now for our first giveaway. Remember, we're giving away four $25 digital Amazon gift cards. Here are our four winners, and I apologize if I mispronounce any of these names. They were chosen at random based on the entries. They were, Everybody had three entry ch- chances. So the first one is, I'm going to say Chai because that's how it looks to me. Sam. Oh, Sam. Narali and Drew. So we will be reaching out to you guys and uh, be sending you uh, an email to confirm and then getting your digital gift cards. So congratulations. Thanks for signing up. And guess what? Uh, next week, I should have some exclusive behind the scenes recording content. Oh, really? For you. So watch out for that. Those that have stuck. Like a disclaimer on that. I don't want to be judged. That's the whole point of this is to That's judge it. specifically you and me. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's mostly the two of us. No, uh, okay. Maybe I should rephrase this. I don't want to be permanently judged. There you go. Matson has a couple, especially on the one where we were laughing really hard and he said he was ready and then he actually wasn't ready. Yeah, come I'm on, like, man. I'm like SpongeBob, man. I'm always ready. Like, forgive me. I'm but ready. Split, the, I'm split ready. the V. All right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there we go. That shit's on there, too. Oh, wait. We left that in the episode. Let's jump into this episode. It is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and we let you, the listener, know our verdict. Today, we're reviewing the movie She Dies Tomorrow. It was released on August 7th, a couple days ago. It was written and directed by Amy Simmons. It starred Caitlin Scheel, Jane Addams, Kentucker Oddly, and Kate Asselton. She got made fun of a lot. In yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, absolutely she was no question about it of course now she makes lots more money than we do i'm sure but at what yeah. cost seriously so let's jump in spoiler free review javier since you were not able to join us last week because you were on vacation getting sun and beach and all that that we weren't getting you yeah do i look sun-kissed guys <laughs> how tan do i look not very but anyway go ahead and uh give us a spoiler free review sir spoiler free review okay I'm going to try to say something nice about this movie right now. Okay. It sucks really badly. (laughs) And that's probably the nicest saying I can say about it. No, there are, I appreciate what they're trying to do, which is kind of bring awareness to some like mental illnesses and like paint a picture around what it's like to have like anxiety, depression, or panic attacks, things like that. I really appreciate that. Uh, But if the goal is to bring awareness uh, they miss the mark because no one should watch this movie. And therefore, the awareness is just shot. It is so poorly done. They try to have this like artistic feel to it. And it just leads to like choppy scene changes and like dropping music halfway through a scene. Oh my gosh, guys, from the bottom of my heart, I know. Like, all jokes aside, I know I've roasted some pretty good movies up to this point. Please. Do not watch this movie. Treat it like that that movie from The Ring. You know, if you watch it, you die seven days later. 
Treat it like that. I know you're curious now that I'm saying don't watch it, but don't watch it. It's bad. It's real bad. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Matson. Hey, I raised my hand and it worked. It's just like elementary school. I'll make it quick. If you want to watch a movie that has a lot of repeatable music that is very depressing, watch this movie. If you want to see fluid shapes that are actually coming from a microscope that you can take pictures from, if you find that interesting and you want to turn it into artwork like the lady did in this show, watch this movie. If you want to see a very weird family try to work together, watch this movie. But if you're looking for anything else besides that, like a good plot, like characters who actually care about something that may be interesting or not the most boring 15 minutes of a movie I've ever seen to start a movie. I'm like, you only watch 15 minutes of it? (laughs) Uh, I, I wish. This movie is slow. This movie, as Javier talked about, some weird transitions. Also, it is, I will say, slightly creepy in some eerie kind of ways. I'm sure they were going for that. But in short, this movie sucks. I wish I'd never picked this movie for us to watch. Please save yourselves and don't watch this unless you want to get drunk, have a good time with your friends, maybe put this on in the background. No, if you are if you want to have good times with your friends, do not put this movie on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, being drunk, there's a lot of colors in there. Or if you're high, I don't know. I think it would work better for mushrooms or acid, yeah. but I don't condone either of those two things. So, uh, Ian. So, you know, in life where you have those people where the brain like blocks out traumatic experiences, I can't really remember watching this movie because I think my brain hasn't like. <laughs> You're so dramatic. So I don't really know what to say about it. I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to. Kudos and ditto to everything Javier and Madsen said. And my last little warning is like, don't think of this as like a Sharknado movie because it's really, really bad, but it's actually bad. It's not like really, really bad, funny to watch and talk about. It's not that. It's just bad. Well said. Yeah. All right. I'll go. I'm going to try to be a little bit. Is there anything? Can you even add anything, JJ? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. Try to be like Javier and and say something nice about the movie. (laughs) And that is, I mean, from an artistic perspective, there are some visuals in the movie that are interesting. And I don't say interesting in a good way. I mean, interesting in a very, in the literal version of that word, right? I don't say, oh, it was interesting to watch because it was different. No, it was interesting choices. It was interesting. There were some visuals, the colors that they use and the reasons that they use them and the the randomness of some of the, the screen cuts and the editing was very odd, but very interesting. And so I get from an artistic perspective what they were trying to do. And there were some very pretty visuals, specifically where Matson mentioned, Matson, Jesus, Matson <laughs> mentioned the you know, the microscope shots, things like that. There were some, yeah, it was interesting from a perspective of this movie. It's, it's, it sucked. It was bad. It was slow. It was rough. It was weird. It made no sense in so many different ways. Ending pissed me off. I, what ending, yeah. dude? Like, fair enough. Never. Anyway, that might be too far. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. But anyway, this movie's bad. Skip it. Don't watch it. Certainly don't spend any money on it. Uh, Yeah, it's bad. I cannot believe we traded legal U.S. currency in exchange for this movie. That was the worst investment I've ever made. And it was like a dollar. Uh, You can call it an investment. I almost kept... I almost kept the too much money you gave me because of it. Do uh do we need to do we give our ratings now for something like this since it's 
out or do we do we save that for the end and then just talk about all the bs this movie offered yeah we'll still save it to the end we've already i think all of us told them not to go see this movie but in case you have we're about to drop some spoilerage so if you do for some or awful reason if you want to listen to this it's going to be more funny because we're just going to talk about the randomness of this movie that's if you I would continue listening for that because there's not really much to spoil. Please don't stop and go watch this movie. I don't know how many times I have to say this, but please do not go watch this movie. Just listen to us make fun of this movie now. And there's actually some interesting talking points I want to bring up about life that this movie brings in. But otherwise, we're just going to roast the hell out of this. Yeah, trust me, the next however 20 minutes long of time will be much more well spent than watching this movie. Um <laughs> But if you so chose to go and watch the movie so that you can share in our pain, go do that now. Come back, pick up where you left off, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. So who wants to get started with this? Matt said, it sounds like you've got some topics. Let's jump in with what you've got here. Sure. You know, so one of the thoughts that this movie brings up is about like thinking about dying, like what what that's all about, how that is. And I will admit, have I had those thoughts? I have. And I always thought about like what that would be like, what others' reactions would be. But usually it's in the context of me also being a Dragon Ball Z character <laughs> where I had gone. And I'm not making this up. Whenever I'm in church, it's fairly often I have the same daydream where I'm just an awesome like Goku, Super Saiyan type character. And I'm just like totally trying to save the world. But then I end up dying. And then I always wonder about what are people thinking about me when I'm no longer there? And that's like the serious side of things. But this movie did touch upon that. And it makes you wonder about that's that's what it made me think about. But they didn't do a good job, in my opinion, portraying that. But it made you at least me think about what that would be like. So are you guys or people in general like that scared of dying? No, I and so that's why I should say I am not because of my faith. If what I believe in, I'm I'm kind of excited to die in a sense because it's supposed to be better. Sure. JJ, you're the godless heretic. What do you think? Yes, <laughs> I am. And the beauty of being a godless heretic is I don't give a shit. I mean, I think I share in most people's and that's a very big generalization, right? So do I want to tomorrow? No, of course not. However, I'm not scared of it. Like and I can't I can say that now, right? Because there's no immediate fear or threatening or, you know, mental problem that I'm having that makes me feel like I'm going to. So I there's no way for me to say in my current state of mind right now, am I and in most days, no, I'm not. And I to yeah, to me that comes from once it happens, the way that I feel about it, I'm not going to give a shit once it's done anyway. So that's my thought process there anyway. Yeah. The whole time I was like, these people need to grow a pair. Like, you're just dying tomorrow. Like, calm the hell down. <laughs> I mean, I get the existential crisis. And I think from a perspective of that, when I was looking, the only part of this movie that really kind of impacted me in any kind of way when I was watching it and from that perspective was the parents of the kid, right? So they oh, yeah. literally mm -hmm. lay down in the bed and tell their child that they're going to both die tomorrow. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you hear while they're down in the kitchen, this kid having a panic attack, right? Yeah. They're just like, hey, you're probably going to die tomorrow too. Well, see ya. And then they yeah. just like go downstairs and the kid's just losing the fruit. That's why I think Susan is a basic bitch because she's <laughs> terrible. Well, that and all she cared about was dolphins fucking. Oh, like, yeah. The dolphins. Dude. Yeah. Talking about dolphins fucking while a birthday game. That, that right there. If someone would ask me, tell me about freaking she dies tomorrow. 
apparently dolphin fucking is a topic that needs to be in a movie. For five minutes. That was like a quarter of the movie. Hey, and they get high off of puffer fish. Now, see, I did know that, actually. I have read that before. Is that a real fact? Because I yes. saw that on Facebook. And I'm like, is that legit? As far as I know, it is. Now, I've not done any major amounts of research. Okay, so that scene, she's talking about, like, dolphins having sex or whatever. And then the doorbell rings, and she's like, I'm obsessed with the idea of... And then she gets cut off. And I'm like, of what? You like what is the segue into the next topic that you are about to talk about? Just left me with that, and I was like, I, I was so mad. I was like, this movie makes me angry about how bad it is. It's something else. Oh, and can I back up a second? Let's go back to that initial scene with Amy and Jane, where Amy says to Jane, "I'm gonna die tomorrow," and she says, "No, you're not." We literally spent over a minute of this film, which is not a very long film, thank God. Listening to the two of them, like children, say, no, no I'm not. not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I, I was like, if you say that shit one more time, I'll turn this movie off. And as five minutes into the movie, I was like, this this sucks ass. I can't even do this right now. No, if it was five minutes into the movie, it might have been a fine movie. We're literally 15 minutes into this movie and no one's spoken a word yet. I know. That's why it felt like it was five minutes in. This is like 20 minutes into the movie. Javier, what did you think of, I will say the part that was a little eerie for me was the, I guess it was maybe an accident in front of her house or, or no, it wasn't even that. The, the red blue light scene, which oh, I thought where was she the like walks scene. towards it. But uh-huh. like, yeah, had like the difference. I was like, oh, like I'm not enjoying looking at this because it was a little creepy. I thought of you. I wanted to know, what did you think about that? I saw that. I was like, oh, this is unsettling. And so I kept watching. I'm like, ooh, like, is this going to get scary? Is this yeah. movie finally going to make me feel something? Or not wish that I would die tomorrow. And it didn't get scary. Right? And I get scared about literally everything. And so I was waiting for something to happen, something to be scary. And then she just sort of like falls back under a bed at like the end of that little scene. And I was like, I was super disappointed. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is on par with this movie. It just sucks. I mean, you guys picked up on what the colors were, right? Not really what they were, but the symbolic nature of what the color. Every time you saw the colors. I probably didn't because I didn't give this movie any brain power. I was just trying to get through it. So tell me, JJ. It was only after like the fourth person with the colors in their face that I figured it out. And that it's that's them. Fuck, I don't even realizing. know how to determine. Realizing or coming. Yes. Being infected with the idea that they're going to die tomorrow. Oh, I thought like, you okay. meant like the source got, of the light. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, right? I, you I never know. No, it was just the, that's the symbolic nature <laughs> I, of it. I legit thought it was Amy's unborn fetus haunting them, which would have been a better premise for this movie, to be honest. Fair enough. So there were a lot of horror tropes in this movie, and I think that comes from the fact that the lady, the girl that, the actress, and I, at this point, writer and director, Amy Simmons, that wrote and directed this movie, she's been in a lot of horror films. So, like, for example, the music scares. So there's the really, really silent parts of the movie and then all of a sudden slam there's music that's really loud or there's really loud music that gets you normalized to that loud music, and then it goes silent and then almost immediately following there's like a door slam or a knock on the door or a phone ring those are all basic horror jump scare tropes like those are the easy lazy ways to get jump scares but they were throughout this movie so you could definitely see the horror background but there were no good parts of the horror element i realized they were trying to make this movie tense but i wasn't there were no parts of this movie that i was tense there was parts i was uncomfortable yeah which i guess was also could have been part of what they were trying to make you feel but i was never tense i was just awkward and uncomfortable 
I got to where that music was obnoxious. Like the yeah. title, oh, yeah. when the title screen popped up, like it didn't scare me, but it was more like, this is stupid. It doesn't match up with what this is, what I just saw. I, I don't know. It was weird. And they did that throughout the movie. So I have a question. So we have, we have Susan who's talking about dolphin sex and her husband, Jason, right? Yes. And they're, they have this discussion and, and he asks Susan, like, what do you want to do? And she's like, you know, he's like, okay. What did they do? Did they like go stab Jane? Because she, I thought they killed her, but she shows up in another scene. So what did they end up doing? With two other girls that are apparently dying. Yeah, where, where did, out. what's her face come from? The, the Latina chick that's like, yeah, in Michelle every, Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fast and Furious. Yeah. What, what was she doing there? Well, I, I felt that way, not to skip past your question, because I want to talk about it, but I felt like there were just random former A-list actors throughout this movie yeah like the doctor dude yeah, right? josh lucas just shows up as a doctor yeah. randomly the guy that played jason is actually a he does a lot in television it was just recently in the harley quinn movie he was vast in harley quinn and then the two girls at the end of course michelle rodriguez and i cannot remember for the life of me the name of the blonde girl but she's been in a lot of things as well so I was just like, what the fuck are you four people, five people doing in this movie? Like, you must have owed this actress, writer, director a, f- a couple of favors or something. Cause Olivia Dudley. Olivia Dudley. Yeah, yeah, it must have been a favor thing. Yeah, because it was bad. But to have your question, I don't, I was wondering the same thing. I don't really have an answer because I thought they killed her, but I don't know what they were talking about. Because Jane was bleeding. Yeah, I think the assumption is they stabbed her. They went to kill her. She didn't actually die at that point. But yeah, I mean, she fills that pool up with blood going swimming. I feel like she would have uh, have, lost consciousness after how much blood she'd lost. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Because she had to get to that house. (laughs) So, how? I mean, if you're thinking about the amount of blood that she loses at the house, from the point that they go kill her, we see it, you know, to the point that she gets there and is swimming. Oh, how could she possibly have blood? Because <laughs> she was losing it at an alarming rate. Yeah. Who the hell are those girls? It was like dripping down onto that one chick. Like, yeah, so much blood. And yeah, who were they? They're just like, yeah, we're dying too. I think the reason for those girls, and this is a big assumption too, but my interpretation is the reason you see them and we don't know who they are at that point is to show how widespread this has become. Mm-hmm. It started with this one guy who get, pizza picks up a delivery pizza. Guy? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden randomly feels like he's going to die the next day and then it just spreads to people that we've never even met in this movie before to show the spread of this. And it's speaking of that spread, it's really ironic of the timing of now this movie's released because it was supposed to originally release at South by Southwest in March when all of the COVID stuff really hit its stride. Mm -hmm. And so so it was made long before our current COVID predicament was ever a thing, but now it's so relevant to the spread and how that panic can create, even though it's not a disease in this, it's still mental illness or whatever you want to call it, that it's very relevant to where we're at right now. The couple stabbing, the brother stabbing his sister, were they doing that because they thought it would stop the cycle or they just wanted to get revenge because they were pissed because of their daughter and them not being around for her but also do these people end up just having to kill themselves because of the mental sickness like the the guy in his house with the pizza it looked like he there was a gun on the floor and did he just shoot himself we don't know but kind of looked like it yeah my assumption is amy's boyfriend craig craig i think his name was killed himself and that she found him after he had killed himself but but you never, I mean, it's never truly shown. I mean, it's implied, but I don't know. And I don't know the reason, 
my thought was when they were having that conversation and they were like, you know what I want to do? I, do you want to do what I want to do or whatever the hell that, how that conversation went. That was my assumption is they were like, we're going to kill her because she fucked up my birthday. She fucked up my, our relationship, our marriage, whatever. On, we no Susan. longer can talk about dolphins fucking. So I, you know, it was just. So this, that was my biggest problem with this movie is it is a movie about people making very bad decisions throughout the whole thing. Right. So in the very beginning, Amy and Jane are going back and forth. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to die tomorrow. No, you're not. I'm gonna, and then she, and then Jane is like, look, I'm not going to get roped into this. So I'm leaving. So she knows that her sister is suicidal at best, I guess. Right. And then she's like, well, I'm going to leave you alone. See ya. And I'm like, wait, what? And then, Craig takes Amy on this vacation. Amy's a recovering alcoholic and he just brings just a ton of alcohol. And he's like, do you mind if I just get plastered? I'm like, and then this doctor is witnessing someone have like a panic attack and he just keeps making this stupid face at her. Like, uh, you're fine. Like, like you are a trained medical professional. You should, and it takes up like a five minute scene to even come close to recommending a psychologist. Just like, so frustrating. And then they almost have sex or something. Yeah, like, what was that? Yeah, that was weird. They like grope each other for a second. He's like, I have to go see my wife. And then runs out the room and he's like, and you need to just go. I'm like, what? He recommends like the psychologist in like the most condescending shitty way possible. Like, yeah. it's not my specialty. Special. But, uh, yeah. And he says it like four times. I'm like, just fucking give her the recommendation. And then he ends up, I need a hug. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you need a psychologist. He got infected with this the mental sickness, clearly. But yeah, I wonder how these actors feel about this movie. Looking back to like, to be fair, the acting was pretty good. There was some, and he, Josh Lucas, speaking specifically of the doctor, he was very good. In fact, there was a lot of really good acting. It's just I didn't feel like there was a point to what they were acting about. I was gonna say none none of the acting actually bothered me. I thought it was well acted. It's just it was weird. True. I mean, if I have to give the brightest note about this movie, it probably is the acting because it was. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the writing. It it was it was the razors, man. I'm telling you, side by side. (laughs) I already told you guys that was the best part. (laughs) The off road. <laughs> One thing I did I wanted to to bring up that was interesting about this movie when it comes to relationships. We know the couple that was at the party as well. We found it afterwards once the sickness had inf- infected the man and he pulled the plug in his father. And then the, the girl was like, I was going to break up with you within three months, but I wanted to do the right thing and not just be a dick. But the reason I want to bring that up is I feel like people do that where someone goes through a crisis and they're together with them, but they've been thinking about wanting to break up. But then like a big thing happens and they're like, oh man, like I can't just be another reason that this person's life is so terrible and i wanted to ask the group do they not believe in that but i feel like people would do that i feel like that's a thing do you guys want to hear a kind of related story that's a little bit funny sure so i was dating this girl when i was like 16 ish 16 17 or whatever and um so i grew up very christian and so the girl's dating was also very christian and her family was whatever so anyway She's crazy. (laughs) It still is. I'm sure. I actually don't know. I haven't spoken to her in like 10 years. But anyway, she, I I decided I'm going to break up with her, right? And it's like a Sunday and we have some like church thing together. And I'm like, I'm not going to break up with her at church, right? Like that's, that's weird. I'll break up with her tomorrow. And at this church function, she comes to me and she says, hey, just so you know, my parents don't want us kissing anymore. And so a 
Hmm. A smart person would have possibly waited, right? Because if I break up with her immediately, it just seems like I'm breaking up with her because she doesn't want to make out with me anymore. I am not a smart person. So (laughs) the next day I break up with her and she tells all her friends... That I broke up with her because I wouldn't, she wouldn't kiss me, which was embarrassing at the time. But now that I'm older and look back on that, I think that is a perfectly valid reason to break up with someone. <laughs> Subconsciously, at 16, you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> that was a good story. That was a good story. To go, I mean, th- I would say that was related, but to take it to more of a serious note, don't you feel like people would do something like that, though, in a real relationship? Like they would wait because someone something happened? I think smart people would, yeah. I think there's a Seinfeld episode about this, actually. <laughs> there is, actually. Yeah. But I was thinking, so something along that line, Mattson, to answer your question, I do think people do that more often than any of us should probably admit that if you've done that, with the exception of a 16-year-old Javier over making out, it's one of those things where I guess when I look back on the 86 minutes that I dedicated to this movie, the one thing that I do notice that is a theme for me that I enter, I think this movie has no right or wrong for anyone when it comes to what they see and get out of this. But for me, I saw this is a movie about people that are in a shitty place mentally, emotionally, both. And it's about the bad decisions that they make in those shitty places. And obviously, it's a very extreme place that they've gone to the fact that they're in a place where they feel like they're going to die tomorrow. But I, you know, I've been in those places where you're just in a shitty place mentally, emotionally, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself and you're going through these stresses of this is going to happen. And this is bullshit because this has just happened. And I can't believe that happened. My life sucks. So I think that that's one of those decisions that's something that can definitely be made. You don't want to cause someone else more pain. And she talks about that, right? She goes, I didn't want to load shit up on you. I was going to wait three months after he died to help you. But then we just pulled the plug on his ass. So I'm just going to not be a dick because I'm dying tomorrow. And then they sit and talk about it forever, however long after the fact. But That was so dumb. Because if I'm dying tomorrow, I'm not going to spend my last day with some chick who was just pity dating me. <laughs> Come on, man. Have some respect. Yeah. Pity dating. I like that. Should be a t-shirt. It was rough. And then let's just briefly talk about the ending. And by ending, I mean when it the fact that was this whole thing a dream or a drunken hallucination? Because she sure woke up in a weird ass fucking spot in what looked like a party dress saying she's okay. She's not okay. She's okay. She's not okay. Which again, I can see someone in a really shitty place doing that. But I guess I just don't care if she did or she didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I really have to add. Yeah, because at the end, she's like, I'm ready. And then she lays back down. So honestly, I hope she died because to go through all of that and for that just to be like a drunken hallucination, I feel like would devalue the few good things about this movie. Not that I hope people die. I'm just saying I hope that character died. because Anyway, I'm yeah. Anyway. But didn't, didn't she come back up? I thought she said, I'm I'm okay, and then laid down, and then right before it ended, she came back up and said, I'm not okay. But did she go back down one more time, or did I just... Yeah, she said, she said I'm ready, and then she laid back down. Okay. All right. I mean, like I think Ian said, I've repressed that. It's true. I don't I don't have anything else to say about this movie, boys. Uh, I, I don't either. I can't wait to see the ratings. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into that. It's a great segue, Ian. Yeah, let's uh, start with you, Ian. Oh man! All right, right to the promised land. Let's have you start. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to decide if it's possible or not for a movie to be worse than this. And I no, I don't think it is. I worry that you you even mentioned Sharknado, which is like the historical bar for just the worst movie possible. And Sharknado is better than this movie. It's more enjoyable (laughs) to watch. 
Yeah. Same with Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. I'm not going to name names here, but uh, someone that we've all worked with once told me that Pacific Rim 2 was their favorite movie, and I literally almost barfed. Who was that again? Oh, I remember. Never mind. <laughs> I think I told you like yeah. immediately after I heard it. You did. Wow. Anyway. Unfortunate. All right. Well, for the cornucopia of reasons. No, <laughs> I don't think I used that right. <laughs> I'm leaving it in, though. <laughs> I did not care about any of these characters. Like, I didn't feel emotionally attached to anything. The music was weird and just uh, I can see what they were trying to do with the music, but it just didn't fit. It felt obnoxious. It made it, it kind of reminded me of that M. Night Shyamalan movie where the people are killing themselves. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. the Not, not the mist. The, uh, the, the one with the wind. The happening. The happening. Yes. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Um, this, this would be an M. Night movie. That's a good yeah. thing to compare it to. I thought you I thought you would like that comparison, Javier. That's why I threw it in there. Um, (laughs) Honestly, though, I hated this movie. I think it's a good movie to use as the floor for our rating scale. So I'm going to go with a zero. Wow. First zero on the podcast. Hopefully not the last. (laughs) Welcome to the party, zero. Mattson, why don't you go next? Oh, man, we just dropped a zero. Holy cow. Well, I've, I've said all that needs to be said about this movie. This movie's terrible. It's thankfully it's short, but it also feels extremely long because the first 15 minutes, I don't th- feel like you hear a, a single soul talk. Weird visuals, weird music, good acting doesn't mean you should watch it for that. I made the mistake of picking this movie. Should have picked that fun like gangster movie that we were going to watch. Really apologize, everyone, profusely. This movie pisses me off most because the trailer, if you go back and watch it, is very misleading to what they're portraying this movie to be. And that really annoyed me. So with that being said, oh, I don't I didn't know we could give zeros, to be completely honest. Like yeah, wow. we learned this a few episodes ago, remember? Oh, yeah. man. Because there's movies Javier would have given a zero, he says. I I guess I I guess I have to give a zero because this movie was I said the worst movie I've ever seen. And I want to end with this. There was a review by another individual on Rotten Tomatoes, and he wrote, One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Depressing, random, and dumb. What did I do to deserve this movie? Who knows? <laughs> well said. That's funny. Give it a zero, and of course I'm not rewatching this. Yeah. Dude, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, I think critics gave this an eighty-three percent. Oh, if you yeah, if which, you read the rest of them, they're all like they're all like indie. Which is another like, oh. reason why you should take critic reviews with a serious grain of salt. Well said. Anyway, is it my turn? Sure. Just remember, Javier, you got to tell us what you'd rather do than watch this movie. Yeah, for this type of movie, yes. I I forgot to think about this. Like honestly, so hold up. I will say this, Javier, to help you out. Last time with Artemis Fowl, you said you would rather be hung upside down and cut from the butt to nose. <laughs> so can't use that one again. <laughs> okay, so I'm pretty sure it would be more enjoyable to put like ah no, I can't even say that on a podcast. That's horrible to say. Let me let me just think as I'm talking. Okay, so I'm gonna give this a zero as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right on that bandwagon because there is literally nothing redeeming about this movie at all. What I would rather do, I'm going for it. I would rather put like a glass pipe in my dick and shatter it than watch this movie again. Wow. Like that sounds more enjoyable than this movie. And I'm only kind of kidding. <laughs> My stomach kind of okay. hurts after that. It felt like it would have been a fitting addition to this movie, though. Yeah, well, livened it up for some. Three zeros. I, yeah, this movie was bad. It was rough. It was hard to watch. 
I tried to see it from where they were trying to come from. I tried to give it some credit, but I couldn't. I It was so bad, and it just didn't make sense. I struggled with it from front to back, from the visuals to the really loud music that didn't add anything to the awkward silences, which I'm usually okay. Like, Matsy keeps talking about the fact that you don't hear a word spoken for, like, the first 15 minutes. I mean, I actually am okay with long silences in movies when there's a point to it and it actually moves the story along or makes me feel uncomfortable or tense because that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, A Quiet Place did this amazingly right oh yeah there were silent moments very long silent moments that were perfect for the, that movie this was not the case it, it, there were multiple silence movies the dialogue was terrible there was good acting in it they did have some uncomfortable moments that made me squirm whether that was their intention or not the it was still there so i am not going to jump on the zero bandwagon because i do feel like there might be worse movies out there i feel like i've seen some that i won't even put on this podcast but I am going to give this a lowly 0.5 and be done with it and hope, well, not hope. I will actively assure that I will never see this movie again. It is bad. Don't watch it. A 0.1 out of five. Yeah, it's bad. I don't (laughs) think anything will ever. Do not watch this movie. I'm begging you. If somebody were to make it their life's mission to keep people from watching this movie, I would totally put money towards that person. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that is something I would donate to. I would support yeah, yeah. them, yeah. for sure. I'd go fund that. Hell yeah. So, what are we watching next week, gentlemen? Oh yeah, V for Vendetta. So join us oh. next Monday where we watch V for Vendetta. We review that. Uh, we'll give you our verdict. We've been doing some fun things on social media, so go check us out, especially on Instagram, Facebook. Leave some comments, your thoughts on V for Vendetta on one of our posts when we put it out here. Mattson will have that out at some point in the future soon, and we'd love to hear your comments and uh, share some of those during the podcast. So with that said, Mattson, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah. So real quick, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have our website at whatsoverdict.com. Slide into our DMs. Also, big presence on YouTube of late. If you want to just listen to us there instead of Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, please do. Uh, JJ's been putting up some great content. We're excited to get some of these movie trailers up there in a little while. We're going to be doing Mulan shortly because it is releasing. Thank the Lord, but that's all. So yeah, get excited for V for Vendetta. Come interact with us on there. And we would love to give your comment or one of the moments or one-liners that you loved from this movie. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, thanks, Matt, for sharing where you can find us. That's our verdict. Come check us out next week, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. See ya. Bye. Cinemagic out.